Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm coming in hot. I got bones to pick. I got do fish you? to fry. Yeah. I'm I'm pissed. I'm TO'd. You want to know why? <laughs> yeah. You've got sand in your um, Christmas <laughs> nog. Because <laughs> yeah. of the hourglass. Yeah, I got my tinsel in a tangle. Um, you want to know why? Because yeah, I can literally I- not once, never, not on one good or I've bad traveled. day. Yes. Yeah. Yes, not once. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not just. <laughs> I deserve it. <sighs> oh, well. I haven't either for what it's worth. No. Richie's no good at playing hypothetical games. When we first started dating, I was like, if you could time travel to any time, where would you go to? And he's just like, do you know how much illness there was? Do you know how much it just like, and you're just like, you were too practical no, I'm like, not. It's not practical. It's that I'm <laughs> deeply curious about what the future has to hold because I know what's in the past ish. Yeah. yeah. But but if but you know what I did, I would not have known is if there was a hunky man <laughs> acting in a movie in the past that only films on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world where they only film movies when it's Christmas yeah, on yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! Imagine how magical that would be, though. Really? I mean, well, not I mean, their families, family yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. All right. Okay, you guys ready to to hop back in time? Yes. Yes. Oh god, that wasn't. Try that again, Richie. Uh, how was mine worse than Beth's? <laughs> I... Don't. Drag me through the mud. Oh, my God. I'm just going to give you guys a theme song. (laughs) Oh, welcome to Nameless Best Friends. I'm Paige. I'm Beth. And I'm Richie. Oh, welcome back, Richie. 
We know who you are. Yeah, bad news. Still no seals in this one. <laughs> Even yeah. fewer than last time. There are never enough. <laughs> uh, but we do have time travel. We have a high, high budget, which was something we noticed was lacking in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got jodpers. <laughs> we have an hourglass. Yes, we do. Um, magic. Magic. Um, and Holly, Hollywood a nameless best business. friend. Oh, Hollywood definitely. Business. Definitely a nameless best friend. Yes. And yeah, we have, we have, we, I just invited you on this because I wanted you to come back, but actually we have you back on a perfect one because it's Hollywood baby. Oh yeah. This is perfect. And you're a Hollywood Richie. baby. He's it's it's you. Hollywood. And I've also been to the Biltmore, but I was very young and it was a family trip. So I have kind of a dreamy sort of, Time you know, magical time travel view of it. Exactly. So excellent. It's perfect. That's that exciting. Is. Good, good, good. Well, let's start with what movie are we doing? We're doing A Biltmore Christmas. And boy, did Hallmark have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> Lucy Hardgrove is a settle in kids. Lucy Hardgrove is Hardgrove is a screenwriter who lands the job of a lifetime when she's hired to pen the script for a remake of the beloved holiday mu- movie. His Merry Wife. First filmed in 1947 at beautiful historic Biltmore House, it has long been considered a Christmas classic. When the head of the studio isn't satisfied with the ending Lucy wrote because it de- deviates from the original's feel-good conclusion, he sends Lucy to Biltmore Estate for more research and in- inspiration. But we're not done yet. <laughs> While there, she unwittingly discovers the ability to travel to the 1947 set of His Merry Wife which actually his merry wife ends with an exclamation point. I'm, I'm, I'm falling short every time I say the title. Uh, through the help of an hourglass. Nothing weird about that. After shaking off the initial shock of this turn of events, Lucy embraces this as her chance to uncover the truth about the, the movie's original ending. While on set, she and Jack Houston, one of the film's stars, spend time together and become close. But her sudden appearance has set off a chain of events that put production in jeopardy. Before she can return to the present, Lucy must make the things right or threaten or threaten to alter the future forever. Did it put anything in jeopardy? Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, for a minute, the blonde almost wasn't in it. For the, Smithso- oh, for the Smithsonian. Maybe yeah. for the Smithsonian, there was this hourglass was in jeopardy constantly. Yeah, they almost didn't get their stuff. That is but the then, truth. But then they did, and then they they just the Smithsonian just d- didn't have a hold on when they wanted this hourglass or not. <laughs> it's not always easy to be a Smithsonian, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well- <laughs> what was both of your favorite thing about this movie? Oh. That's a fun. I mean, I just love the 1940s, 1950s era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, like literally anything. I mean, I, I said it. I've said it a million times on the podcast. But one of the best things that my parents did was give me um, old time radio shows to listen to when I was going to sleep. That's not they. That was a me thing. Okay. Well, <laughs> I want credit. I want a hundred percent credit. <laughs> 
I listened to old time radio shows when I went to bed. And I also watched a lot of old movies. Like uh, as we were talking about on the our Christmas mural with episode. Who? Hmm? With who? Oh, I watched them with you. My God. Oh, yeah. That's right. You oh. did. I'm sorry. Go on. Um, I also I watched a lot of old movies as we talked about on the Our Christmas Mural episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't watching like every single TV show. Like everybody has all this '90s nostalgia. I don't have. I have right. '40s and '50s nostalgia as if I was a wartime child from World War II. <laughs> like I just I'm like oh, the rations. Like that's I have like <laughs> Victory I, Garden. Yeah, like 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 Richie's mom's partner. I like I like I get along with him, and I'm like, oh yeah, like the Jack Benny references that I can like get along with any middle aged man. I'm yeah, just like I'm just laughing along, talking about Rochester. Like I yeah, I get him, <laughs> and so like I just have a huge nostalgia for that era, um, because that's what I grew up watching. Like it, it, you know, it's just it's it doesn't really matter if you grew up in the era if that's what you grew up with that's what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I, like I just would have, when I grew up, I wanted to be an, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an actress, but I didn't want to grow up to be, you know, I didn't want to grow up to be the actresses that I saw on TV contempt, you know, in a contemporary way. I grew up wanting to be Catherine Hepburn and you the calla lilies are Russell. in bloom. Zuzu. The, the calla lilies are in bloom. Zuzu. And I just, I wanted to be, that and so this movie is just like right up my alley I just love it yeah it's too I mean as an author I I have a lot of appreciation for the protection of intellectual property however it's too bad they couldn't go all the way and have this be paralleling with it's a wonderful life Mm -hmm. or something but I did I think my favorite was uh part of it was I mean it was just visually stunning very much including the time travel parts where she goes back in time. And as far as a plot element, which we'll get to more later, one of my favorite things was going ahead and telling the other woman what was going on and having her become a, you know, an mm-hmm. unlikely accomplice. I th- I had fun with that. The nameless new best friend. Oh my God. I loved her. Yeah. she. It was fun and it was different and um, unexpected. What about you, Richie? What was your favorite part of this? I, I don't know, and that's why I asked it, because I did like it. I liked a lot of parts of it. I think my favorite part was like the, was maybe the warmth that they were trying to go for with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've been watching, you know, a lot of these, a handful of these movies with Paige as, you know, this it podcast. It feels like is, a lot, doesn't it? It feels like more than, it feels like twice as many films as I have watched. But I think that this one really stands out because the production design is great. They got Mm -hmm. a great location. They got a great space. And I mean, in return for saying Biltmore every other sentence, but they got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. they, They got like a really, really nice place to play in. And it didn't feel corny that they're like, I, I was afraid that it would feel kind of like a castle caper where they're just running around in the only location they have. Mm-hmm. And it it mm-hmm. didn't end up feeling like that because they had this device of like, well, there's two versions of it. And you get to kind of like see both of them, get to kind of live in both of them. Um, so I don't know. I think that just being in this, being in the spaces was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, actually, you know what? No, I, my favorite part, I, the, the thing that like rises straight to the top is the 
like the James Lipton character who wanders around oh my and God. is the keeper of the hourglass, basically. <laughs> yes, indeed. Because yeah. I have questions about him, but we can approach it like later yeah. when we get there. Yeah. I, I, I like him. He, actually, it's him. He, he seems it. so okay. he seems so authentic to me. He did. Authentically, the keeper of the magic. Like, it just everything about he embodied that character. But you know what else I think it was about this movie? Um, and it's going to sound crazy at first, but I think that there was a slightly menacing undertone as well as all the best Christmas stories do have. A, a haunted a minor key to them a minor key yeah my my alt title for this in fact was the shining christmas edition oh my god i've been, i was saying that remember richie there were so many weird little shining moments that i noticed too yeah so um but it did have a it had a something about it was dark mm-hmm. agreed in a way that really worked for me yeah and i think it's because it was it was balanced so authentically with the literal light of that um set yeah mm-hmm. did you come up with the alternate title richie i didn't remind mm. you so it's okay no it's okay i'm sorry i'll come well, up with one guest. by the i'll come up with one by the end i I, sh- I should have remembered i'll come up with one by the end how's that okay okay great my alternate title is a wonderful christmas time Simply oh, that's having good. thanks, Paige. Thanks I know. a lot. I, that's the benefit of it, too. I get to get one of your least favorite Christmas songs stuck in your head. But yeah, so I didn't actually remember to come up with a title for that one. And I came up with that on the spot uh, just as we were talking in the beginning here because I was just so distracted. This just didn't need, you know, like usually I'm coming up with uh, brilliant comedy titles like Bend It Like Bethlehem and Newport King. But um <laughs> <laughs> this just was a movie, you know, like this didn't need kind of like the joke titles to become up, you know, this didn't need joke titles to be <sighs> words. This didn't need a joke title. It didn't so. need the addendum <laughs> of a joke title. I get it. So, yeah, yeah exactly. But um, yeah, but uh, some sort of a built more Christmas. I mean, as you guys know, when we were planning this podcast i just i think that i've said a built more christmas a built more christmas a built more christmas like a thousand fucking times (laughs) i may as well have had it tattooed on my forehead i just Mm -hmm. was like i was so excited about it because the day that you got home from poland was october 23rd because i thought i had it in my calendar as coming out 26th or yeah whenever this whatever i had it a month wrong yeah Uh, okay so i i thought it was coming out which is crazy because We've done a lot in about six weeks. So I I had it in my calendar wrong. So I was like, oh, and of course, it makes sense that this didn't come out that early. Right. But um, yeah, I've been I kind of was really super banking on this movie being good. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that it was. Um, Mm -hmm. It yeah, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it, it was it was definitely it was one that I'm glad I didn't watch in the middle of the morning. Or something like that. I watched it at night and we had like some wine and we, I don't remember, we had some good food. It was like, it was a nice night. It was nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember what torturous pictures you sent me and I can't. Oh, was that the night that um, Richie made the fondue chicken? Oh, Ooh, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think that was because we had fondue the night before. I was not there, ladies and gentlemen. No, that we had fondue the night before and then with the leftover fondue and leftover mashed potatoes from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that was really good. Yes, I think that was what we had. Um, so when we started watching this movie, it was already marred by the fact that Richie had comedy hiccups for the preceding 15 minutes. 
What? When you say comedy, when you say comedy hiccups, we need to contextualize that with co- Paige. Paige has a hiccup trigger. I hate the hiccups. I yeah, hate- like if anyone starts hiccuping around Paige, you are <laughs> shunned. Yes. <laughs> I start hiccuping I and my night is over. That's like, not I can't... true. I just oh, hate... yes, it is. No, it isn't. I just hate having the hiccups so much. And Sounds like you... it is. <laughs> I hate having the hiccups so much that I just, as soon as I have them, I go, oh, no. And then I just like, I do everything I can to get rid of them. I'm so, I'm like, and then and then you have to just say, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm just like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And then as soon as you get the hiccups, I'm like, oh, no. I just think it's so bad. But then when you get them, you just think it's funny. And so go, and like, you just make a big, (laughs) you make a big thing about it. And you're kind of like the character in Sword of the Stone who has like the drunk hiccups with the like mandolin under the table. And like, so you were kind of like, (laughs) nobody else remembers that but me. But (laughs) if somebody else remembers that You have a hiccup thing. So yeah, you remembered it. He's like, it's like a whole, anyway, but. I so you had comedy hiccups and it was like you were mm-hmm. you were playing them up to be funny, but instead of like you know how movie palaces would play like orchestra music to like set the tone of whatever movie you're about to watch, instead I got the comedy hiccups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um but uh that was the tone. But then the movie started and it started with the like the square and the black and white and then the the old music and it was just I was like oh well of course I'm already gonna love this yeah you know even though it is the Biltmore and is distinctly not the house from Sunset Boulevard it had Mm -hmm. that flavor yeah so that was and and that certainly is uh, that movie's not a laugh riot yeah and it started with a trailer Mm -hmm. which Richie makes trailers yeah and it kind of started with one of those old-fashioned trailers, and so it, reminded, it reminded me of The Bishop's Wife right mm-hmm. off the bat. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like a Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart combo yeah. a little it, bit. It was weird that they made a point, though, that he was kind of new to the business. He hadn't done much, and all he did and then, you know, was, what, like, mm-hmm. two things, or it had been two years or something. I w- it would have been maybe a little bit more fun if he was... Uh, you know, this legend that disappeared. But then again, I guess he'd be pretty recognizable. But on the other hand, nobody's going to be like, hey, are you a time traveling, you know, <laughs> Cary Grant? Tell me the yeah. truth. Well, the fact that, yeah, I guess where we go in the end made that point. But like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was actually kind of interesting that he was kind of just getting his start and then everything kind of tragically ended because what we learned pretty early on is that he died about a year, just almost a year to the exactly day. Exactly. After- yeah, a year exactly. To the day. Yeah, a year to the day after, um, <laughs> a year to the day after filming, which mm-hmm. was kind of just a spooky haunted thing. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just sort of like a tragic, somebody who had potential kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like there are a lot of stories like that in the 40s and 50s and, all, well, I guess the 20s through the 50s, that whole era, I feel like, you know, just don't get on a plane back then for one thing, but... <laughs> oh. You know, but it was kind of that was kind of interesting. But my first bump from this was why did we name it Balaban Studios? It was just such a weird name. <laughs> it's like just name it L L G N. I don't know, like just something that sounds like MGM. I just thought, yeah, it's just a yeah, weird name for the studio. It's just like okay, Balaban Films. Balaban, Films. not even studios. It was Balaban Films, and I 
I really appreciated, you're right, I really appreciated the fake trailer because my first Golden Trailer Award was for the uh, best trailer for a movie that does not exist for Birdman Returns. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I loved the fake trailer. I loved, they did, they they picked kind of the right fonts and kind of the right wipes <laughs> and mm-hmm. they kind of got there. I mean, like, it was way more complex and and polished, but I loved the, like, Claude Lancaster and yeah. the, uh-huh. the Ava Hayward and the Jack Houston names that are all, yes. like, kind of disassembling real yeah real good sounding hollywood names i like that real good yeah i I thought they were trying to present nice guy claude lancaster as a sort of ralph bellamy bellamy um though you know like then then he takes a little turn but yeah they did they did a really good job of that physically he was almost a joseph cotton type Mm -hmm. so and so he did look i mean i guess in the movie he was Cheerful, happy-go-lucky in the movie that they made mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but, of course, he had he had uh, different overtones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so boy, this is hard to talk about the parallel movies. It is. Well, so the, the, the fake movie in the movie is called His Merry Wife. And the premise of the movie seems to be yeah, so is- confusing because there are, it's like a ghost who has a ghost in the movie. <laughs> So it's, it's like a the double movie. Ghost. It's like a movie within a movie about a ghost who has a ghost. <laughs> so it's and in the movie it's like a time travel who has a time travel. It's like everything's a double. Yeah. So in the movie within the movie it's his merry wife and um Jack Houston who's our main character <laughs> who exists in another time is um he appears to be a dead man who is a ghost who is haunting his wife who his widow and he seems to be trying to hook her up with a new guy yeah and that's the pencil mustached <laughs> uh ralph bellamy type yes and then but he also has like a guardian angel of his like the but then our main guy has a not the guy himself but the character <laughs> So fucking confusing. <laughs> he is like a manager. He is like a yeah. managing angel. An angel, a managing angel. I like that. Yes. Yeah, a mangel, if you will. And um, <laughs> he. So that's like the premise of that, and it doesn't really matter. But um, it doesn't. But they probably could have. Like it wasn't really that necessary. <laughs> no, just honestly, just make it a romance. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. make it. A, just make it like a spooky romance. I don't know. It just like. And and honestly, it, like a streamlined thing for that, <laughs> how would you fix it? Because it's like, let's fix that movie first. It's like, how would you fix it? It's just like, I don't know, just make it so like this. He's a ghost the whole time in that or something like that. Like he like he's he's married to her, but he's been a ghost the entire time. And that's like the secret of that plot without a plot. Something like that. Not a ghost who has a ghost who's got a ghost who he's trying to hook her up with a real guy. Like, I don't know. It's too many, th- too many things. Yeah, but, my head um, hurts suddenly. I know. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> mm. Sherry Niles. Sherry Niles. So then our main character, who is not Hilary Duff, um, but sure <laughs> looks like her, is she looks like so many different actresses. She kind of looks like like an AI version of all of them. But mm-hmm. she's gorgeous and very cool and a great actress. I really liked her. Bethany uh, Joy she's, Lenz. She's yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. 
she she felt really comfortable and she wasn't selling it too hard. I feel like sometimes the issues with these movies is like the lead will sell it too hard. Mm-hmm. And she f- had a nice balance of confusion over magic mixed yeah. with like comfort with magic guy. So right. I feel like that was she hit a nice balance with it. Yeah. yeah. I think that she was she was great. So she so when we meet her She's a big Hollywood writer, and she is doing an adaptation of His Merry Wife in modern day, and she's one of those writers who wants to take something delightful and make it depressing. (laughs) And so she wants to give it a very real world, like, well, what if we just make it so that (laughs) His Merry Wife ends with tragedy? Yeah. And I get it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love a tragedy. I really do. But... um. You know, it wouldn't be great if someone took It's a Wonderful Life, which is kind of they're acting like this as the importance of. And they're just like, what if George Bailey just does eat it at the end? (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be great. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, but that's what she that's that's kind of like the big the big work subplot of this, because, you know, everything has to have a work subplot. So. Her work subplot besides the romance is that she really wants to she's like talking to the guy at Balaban Films and she's like, who I mean, he's what's his name? Mike, Mike, Michael Balaban. She's talking to him and she's like, I want to give it this really depressing ending. And he's just like, no, we can't do that because of obvious reasons. And she's like, oh, well, but I and then so she goes to the Biltmore. For some reason, that's part of how she's going to sell him on it. Yeah. Well, no, he suggests it. Is it yeah. also her deadline, New Year's Day? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's, which is insane. Famously. He's like so nice for being such an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So few days to write an entire script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what SAG was fighting about. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are so many glamour shots on the ornaments. I wonder if it's sponsored by Balsam Hill by any chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Must my be. God. Um, and then their I, stuff is beautiful. It's and it's that's true. all I'm gonna say until they, they send until me they something sponsor free. Us. <laughs> <laughs> no, their stuff is beautiful. I mean, I, from what I can tell, I've been on their website and stuff, but I haven't. I don't know that I've seen it in person. We haven't seen it in person. So until Balsam Hill sends us something, <laughs> um, she's using Microsoft Word to write a script. Yes, is not industry standard. Um. And this is when I just wrote in all caps, what do the Balaban peppermints mean? <laughs> what? And we do get an answer. But at first I was just like, man, they are really focusing on those like they're a plot point. So Chekhov's peppermints are introduced. Um, <laughs> well, they get there because the, that's the peppermint thing at the end with Balaban, right? Yeah. Y- young Balaban. Young. Young Balaban. Bulu, Nikki, knock her nose. I mean, also, there's... there's ba- the- ba- Balaban. <laughs> Balaban. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's, yes. the, there's the famous uh, Kelly Rowland music video uh, dilemma where she texts someone in Microsoft Excel on a, oh my on, God, a, yes. on a Nokia oh on a Nokia phone. Oh, um, my God. Where are you at, Hollow, when you get this, which I was reminded of? I wonder... If- they definitely haven't gotten it yet. Unless they've no. opened that laptop and been like, oh, shit, I should probably text her. Yeah, exactly. I should holler. Um, 
So my next note doesn't happen for a long time. So if anybody else has notes, because I'm like, the transition back in time is pretty good, but we're nowhere near that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I guess I just enjoyed the film for a while. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, she goes to the Biltmore and yeah, it was obviously shot on location and mm-hmm. it was beautiful. I, so Richie, you said you've been to the Biltmore. I know that I went to the Biltmore once too, but my memory is that we went to the Biltmore. I went with grandmommy, my grandmother, mommy's mother. And I recall going, it was too expensive. So we went to the Grove Park Inn. <laughs> Classic mommy. Yes, that was my memory of the Biltmore. So I don't think I've been there. Mm. Mm. I think Nor it's like I. I think it's like a like a some sort of like landmark kind of museum-y thing. And yes. I remember it being a whole rigmarole to get in. And we went around. Oh, we went on Thanksgiving actually. It was oh, like funny. my grandparents and family, and we drove in. And I remember. Doing a walking tour with a guide, and it was. I remember most of these major rooms. It's a beautiful house. It's like ridiculously, like, it's like just a gorgeous castle that was built with steel baron money. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it is, it is a hotel now. I, yeah, I, d- I didn't know. I mean, I don't know how old I was, but I was young enough to not, I had no idea. But we stayed at that other hotel. It was, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of all I know. I think it was huge and beautiful. Isn't it one of like the largest houses in America? Yeah, I think it is. It's it's got several distinctions apart from just being Vanderbilt money. Uh, anyway, so th- so she gets there and she goes on a tour, and that's where she meets her soon to be nameless BFF. Oh my gosh. She, I don't whose know name I honestly did yeah. not pick up. So because <laughs> no, they say mm-hmm. it like one time, and if you miss it, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. And um, she's committed. Yep. That, so that girl, she, that woman is just like, she's on a tour. She's got the camera around her neck. She's got a festive sweater. She's super <laughs> enthusiastic. At first I was annoyed by her, which I think is perfect writing because I think we're supposed to be. She's sort yeah. of, she's kind of a Hermione. She's kind of like a, a mm-hmm. pick me, like sort of like, I know all the answers. So, you know, like it's sort of, oh, and then Jackie's is doing this and she kind of knows all the answers to everything on the walking tour. And that was uh, a good impression. That was a good voice. Thank you. Yeah. What was it? Well, after you guys destroyed me for my Judy Garland impression earlier, which was not as bad as you guys think it was. It was um, I, rem- I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Loving it is different. I think Richie's saying, saying that he'd like to hear it all the time. <laughs> as long as I don't get any hiccups later, I'll be oh, fine. Listen, I'm really good at impressions. I'm sorry if I got one wrong for once. Ugh. Don't get anyway. started on your horn. You know that the song that Jack and I just recorded. Yes, I do, Paige. Okay. Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, I do. The horn is just. I was like, why is Paige just caterwauling in the background here? And I was like, oh. That's Jack doing the mouth trumpet, not me. <laughs> anyway, so that is. Yeah. So, so uh, what's the main character's name? So, uh, Lucy Hargrove. Char- yes, Lucy. Okay. <laughs> so, Lucy meets the her new nameless best friend and she is also a little bit irritated with her at first i think and then th- that soon hereafter she, well she also meets the guy who's leading the tour who's the james lipton guy you mentioned yes and then she he seems to be the curator or something and the tour by the way is de- uh, seems exclusively devoted uh, perhaps just on this night 
to the the you know um what is his merry wife yeah to 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 costumes and uh props and things from it i you know i don't know whether the implication is that that stuff is always set up and that this is what the biltmore is famous for but yeah yeah and so and then she asks about this hourglass and she's like when do you send the hour like so is the hourglass always in here and in this private room set up so that i can have private moments with it for the rest of the movie and he's like actually it's going back to the smithsonian and then uh Later on, like there's a big crack in it, and it's just like, oh, it was dropped once, and uh, you know, and it was repaired. And then, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but not long after that, she flips it over mm-hmm. when she's alone with it, mm-hmm. and that's when she finds herself mm-hmm. transported back in time. She does, and they did that nicely. I mean, it was just a few grains the first time, and and all that happens, it doesn't go all swimmy like Scooby Doo. It it <laughs> it um it just the the lights warm up a little bit around her and yeah that's how we know that she's gone to the past well and when she goes it's and also because the room isn't that different because it, right. it wasn't because right. most of the stuff has been pretty well preserved so right. it's when she goes back out she's kind of like oh okay and she goes back out and then the display just isn't there and she and like there's more hustle and bustle and everybody's in costume she's kind of like oh what's going on like and i understood that as being kind of like your brain would just kind of be like Oh wait, what's wait what's going on? And it's just kind of like, oh, are they doing like a reenactment? And it's just confusing. So she's walking out, and then she's just like, "What's everybody doing?" And then she's like trying to ask people and stuff, and then somebody gets her attention. Um, and then uh, she like then she sees Jack Houston, and then and she says, "You look just like him," you know. And then he's just like, "Well, I should think so. I am him." And she's like, "Ha ha ha." And then is this when somebody mistakes her for Sandra? And then she oh yeah she says she's Sandra and she's Bullock. like and then she's like uh what well I don't know if that's if that happens exactly yet but eventually somebody somebody mistakes her for being somebody who's supposed to be there who's like supposed to be an extra an extra and then yeah she, who's and then she says her name is Sandra and she's like yeah I'm Sandra and then they're like last name and she's like Bullock. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> I loved that. And again, it's like when Taylor Swift was mentioned in My Norwegian Holiday, where I'm like, mm-hmm. are you allowed to mention her? Because I just, when real world creeps into this movie, these movies, I'm like, are you allowed to mention the real world? I feel like you <laughs> exist on another planet. Right. It feels like everything's supposed to be protected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 even while I appreciate it right now, because it's current, I, I always have the thought, you know, Carl Reiner made didn't want anything dated in the Dick Van Dyke show so that the show would not be, you know, so dated mm-hmm. as it, as it aged. And uh, so I just wondered like in five years, is this going to be like, Oh, for I mean, well, I look it, at some of my books five years later and the things that I didn't know were going to take off. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Except that Sandra Bullock has been famous for 30 years and she said true. it That's in true. 1946 when it was not relevant to them. So it doesn't really matter. She right. could have said, she could have said, you know, uh, Corey Hart. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> you know, right. it wouldn't have needed to be a relevant reference. Um, and then it when she went back into her real life and it counted down, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't see that coming either. Mm-hmm. So and the fact that it was so quick and like and that mm-hmm. was that was really good. And then she runs into the nameless best friend like mm-hmm. right around there. And I didn't see that coming either. Oh, no. Is, this movie kind of kept me guessing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I liked that. I liked that she went back and forth in time, that it, that she wasn't just stuck in the predicament, spending all her time going, this isn't possible. Yeah. Did I hit my head? Yeah. Did you hit your head? Yeah. So she comes, but the first time she comes back, that's when her nameless best friend says, oh, there's a lot of people who are dressed up like the movie for photo ops and stuff. And so then it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So then the second time she goes back, I mean, it's it doesn't, yeah. It, 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 she, it, how many times she goes back doesn't, really then matter so much is the fact that she goes when she does return she goes with a more uh complete belief that she is time traveling well when she eventually goes back she goes back well because then when she gets mistaken for being an extra she's like playing a cigarette girl Mm -hmm. and then she uh and then she gets mistaken by the nameless best friend for being a ghost (laughs) Like yeah, that's the first guess. Yeah. Extremely funny. She's like, and then she immediately buys it, which I love. And that's when the nameless best friend really like had my heart. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> she's like, do you have unfinished business? I'm happy to help. Do you? Ha- I can help you. Like, do you need to contact your loved ones? Do you have a message you need to? Do uh, you, that was you need to communicate because I can help. And she, and then she just like she's like digging through like the costumes, like trying to find things. And she goes, she turns around and goes. I time traveled last night and I spent time on the set while they were shooting this and I need to get back there because I need to figure out what the other ending was because one of the things she learned was that there was another ending that that was supposed that was supposed to happen for the yeah. movie and it is exactly the ending she wants to shoot for the for the remake. So she's and like, what I need great, to get back. That puts a little espionage in here for us, you know, kind of kind of feel. Yeah. So she's just like I time traveled this is what I need to do and then she's like what? And then she's just like, and then she's just like, well, why? And then she's like, why do you need to go back for Jack Houston? And she's like, no, actually, I need to go back for a different reason. She's like, why? And then they cut, you know, commercial break, and then it cuts back to back to her. And she's like, they're walking the grounds. She's like, how did you not tell me that you're doing a remake of Mary, his Mary wife? You have to cast Ryan Reynolds. And he's yeah. just so cute. He's cute as a button. And then, like, so, like, they're in cahoots. And suddenly, like, she has a partner in crime here, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And so now when she's going back to time travel, she has somebody who's like kind of watching her back. Right. And it's great. And uh, it's just, it's great. And then. uh, (laughs) And it's just, it's great. It's great. It's just great. It's great. I love it. And this is about when I was getting, because I was enjoying the movie so much and Mm -hmm. not taking that many notes. I don't have that many. But what I was getting really fucking annoyed by was that the graphics were just like, QR code! A different awful movie is coming two weeks and next weekend. (laughs) Do you want to fucking watch that? Don't forget about it. Yeah. Don't forget Letters to Santa's coming. Like, people worked really hard on this movie. QR code to just watch some other bullshit that's going to come up. Like, it's just... No, that mm-hmm. stuff is just starting to drive me crazy. It's I just know. so distracting and annoying, mm-hmm. and it just is the way it is. It's and and terrible. on Hallmark, Hallmark is like the worst offender because it has, you know, people walking around. It's not just a regular Chiron. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a little movie happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's picture in picture. Yeah. Yeah. Also, be careful scanning QR codes that you're not familiar with because you can get hacked. So I'm just saying. I'm I'm not saying Hallmark's trying to hack anybody, mm. but everybody be careful with QR codes. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not say it? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, um. So go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that we were talking. You, you know, like he, essentially, like I'm trying to unravel a part of the time travel thing, which is that. 
she the, the hourglass is cracked when she sees it because she broke it in the past. Yeah, well. Right? Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. So she also on set affected the outcome of the movie. Right. And in the and in the James Lipton guy, he seems to like have put did you catch that he put the hourglass like on its side? Yeah, at the end. Yeah. yeah. So it's like and then he also said in the end, you have a history with this hourglass, knowing yeah. as your history or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, what? Who what, is, is he, he a time traveler? Is he an angel? Is well, we'll he never know. Angel from is the my movie? question. It yeah. does. It does. Ra- yeah, it does raise all of those questions, but it they are never answered. So yeah. no, I mean, but she, it's yeah, but well, it seems like she was meant to time travel there, and they had really nice chemistry so at least it was like worth it he he made a good choice getting them together mm-hmm. well but so this is about when so she's go so she's got the best friend who's like looking out for things and it's like she's got a system she's like okay so the, if i flip the hourglass it's one hour i have one hour to stay back there however long the sand is going that's how long i have there so she's got a system so of course that's when it breaks because it's good writing so mm-hmm. she goes back and the hourglass shatters. And I literally went, oh, <gasps> I was like, I actually gasped. I was really surprised. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I thought that like it was just going to be laborious, kind of like Groundhog Day. You know, I thought we were just going to like, OK, we're going to go. Like, I was glad that she didn't just stay stuck. But then I thought it was just going to be OK. Now I'm just going to we're going to be going back and back and forth and forth. And then when she when it got when she did get stuck, I was like, by that point, I was ready for her to stay stuck. And I was like, oh, shit. And mm-hmm. I was really surprised. Yeah, um, that was suspense. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I don't. And then she, while she's there, she she hits her face on the ladder. She falls, and then she gets the year right, and then she barely gets the president right. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> that was no, no, no. <laughs> I know this just, one. I know this one. Yeah, because it was just her remembering history. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, so then she's just kind of she's there, and she's trying to like she's trying to un. Un, like she's trying to untangle the mystery of what this ending was because Jack Houston, who's the lead and he was really selling this character and he was so earnest. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't necessarily, I don't know. It, like that's, that's the thing, right? That, that these guys, that some of these people had iPad face, right? <laughs> like they didn't really necessarily seem like they were from that era. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that anybody particularly sold the old fashioned, like the girl who was playing his wife in the in the um, in the movie, mm-hmm. didn't really work for me as no. a nineteen forties starlet. Like she Mm-mm. didn't she didn't have the like she didn't really seem like an old movie star to me. No, they they gave her uh, the Veronica Lake hair and thought that was going to do it, and it wasn't enough. And I agree with you about that. With a short haircut, she could have played a flapper. And she could have been like a silent movie star. Uh, that would have been a different movie, Paige. Yes, I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> in a different movie, she could have been a silent movie star. She had like she had that that look. Well, in a different movie, she could have been a nun. <laughs> and 
She could have been a she could have been Xena warrior princess. But I'm I'm saying like uh, astronaut. She could have been an astronaut. Uh, astronaut. But she could I'm just saying she had the waifish look of like a silent movie star. She just didn't really have the she didn't really have the personality that I would associate with like a 1940s starlet for me. No, I actually you're right. That and that is interesting. And you can see like it's it's interesting sometimes to look at people like Marilyn Monroe and say, okay, would she be regarded as beautiful today. Some people just aren't the knockout that they are in the era where they're in a total knockout. Exactly. It's like, you know, Marilyn Monroe wouldn't have been quite the knockout in the 20s. She was perfect for her era. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet doesn't work in every era, you know, like for every person. I don't know. So it's like Timothy Chalamet is like perfect to play Tiny Tim in the very first (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very first Christmas Carol, or what's tiny the Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> oh, there you go. He's already Tiny Tim. He's Tiny Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, but I think that that's the thing is that like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not any shade on that actress. Certainly, it's just like some people just lend themselves to certain eras where like the guy who was playing the guy with the pencil mustache looked perfect for that yeah, era. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like. The, it's just you know so I thought that like uh, and and I think Richie you said that like the girl playing the heroine could have played a perfect 1940s starlet for the mm-hmm. the role of the my you know his merry wife wife but mm-hmm. of course she was the lead and she was great as the lead too so um, but yeah I don't know but it was he but i thought that the guy the the lead guy was great playing jack houston i thought he was really great and it didn't really matter whether or not he really seemed like he was a 1940s guy cuz he was just a very sweet presence on screen mm-hmm. he seemed so nice and gentle and mm-hmm. like with all these fucking guys who just seemed like they hate the heroine who mm-hmm. just who just are, yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to tell you why the coffee shop is closed i'm not going to tell you this or that like this guy just seemed nice and he mm-hmm. wanted to get to know her. And like, they had so many sweet flirtation scenes mm-hmm. sitting on the bench, getting to know each other. Like, and he's just like, Oh, okay, so tell me more about you. Oh, oh I bet you this. I, oh, I bet, I bet you're like this. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just, there was flirting in this movie. They were getting to know each other. He wanted to know more about her. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what a refreshing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They spent a lot of time walking around talking in front of the greenhouse. He made that Jimmy Stewart, reference mm-hmm. and he was like yeah they they spent a lot of time t- walking around you know well fake snowed paths because mm-hmm. they had the mo- yeah because they had the money to fake snow it a little better so that was mm-hmm. i appreciated that but yeah they, they like fell in love and we got to see it yeah. it wasn't yeah. like a hate a meat hate like you say yeah, but it wasn't the it wasn't the unnecessarily dull meander around the town square where they're just like yeah, after his after my terrible son's dad died, uh, <laughs> we haven't things haven't been the same. Christmas has been god awful. Like it's not just like people getting to know each other's trauma and like shit being bad. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this was just like they were getting to know each other's the nice things about each other. Mm-hmm. It was flirting. It was the things you talk about when you get to know each other and why you like each other. Mm-hmm. And like navigating Christmas, understanding the body of Christmas. <laughs> I was just like. I like the in a lot of these movies, they're just like, yeah, well, ever since the foreclosure, I mean, like, that's just a different movie yeah. than this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was just really nice to watch these people get to know each other and get to like each other mm-hmm. and see her just like she's there because she wants to understand the 
She's there because she wants to figure out what the movie ending is, but mm-hmm. she's getting distracted by how much she likes this guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, these movies should be, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, it should be that. It should be like one clear goal that is interrupted by an attraction that makes that goal more complicated. Yeah. And that was pretty clear in this one. So I thought I thought that was lovely. Yeah. You know? He guesses she's a writer. She's pretending to be there coming from Balaban. And, you know, like she's like, she's like, you know, it's bad every time. It's a rough she's name. like, yeah, she's lying about where she's coming from and whatever. She's like, she's got like a couple different cover up stories. She's kind of getting caught and whatever. And at one point she's in the movie as the cigarette girl and like, yeah, it it gets a little confusing. Like, oh, and then there's the scene where she teaches him to high five because he doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. That was and, funny. Yeah, and then she needs to distract somebody at some point. So she says, I think I hear Judy Garland sh- stuck in your elevator shrieking an E flat. Yes. What she did that for was because she had just been up to her her room. What was her room? in the present with him. And she said, well, this is my room. He's like, are you sure? And it's oh, his room. Right. So she says, oh, mm-hmm. must have the key. wrong floor. And she's stuck there for the night. So she goes, distracts the um, the clerk at the front desk so that she runs off and, and, and then she, so, so uh, and she Lucy can grab a key. Forcefully finds a key instead of just being like, oh, I guess I just need to sleep in a, a hole. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I just- and she didn't accidentally grab somebody's private piece of mail that then became a you know tangential plot yeah nope she just Mm -hmm. needed a key and but i was thinking about it i was like why why is she doing this and i was like because they've just made clear that the guy who's going to fix the hourglass has left with it for the Mm -hmm. night so it really is that or sleeping on you know the floor somewhere so yeah um i this is when I just wrote tailored clothes just looks so much better. Oh my God. Yes. I just wish that that was like what clothes were like now. You well, know, I mean, I'm not sorry. I don't have to dress like that myself every day, but like, no, but I just wish clothes were tailored. I just wish that we had yeah. clothes that fit well, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not, not maybe that we had to wear such structured things all the time, but just mm-hmm. that our clothes fit and like <laughs> were our size, <laughs> you know, like no matter what you would just wear clothes with your size. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that is a tough problem in modern life, Paige. Well, Nobody's wearing clothes that fit. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Yes. I just discovered that there are two Star Trek alumni in this, and I can't believe I didn't recognize uh, Jonathan Frakes, who is the James Lipton guy, who was Riker oh. in Star Trek for years. And I'm, it's, and also Robert Picardo, who is um, in multiple Star Treks, huh. which is exciting. And oh, then well. Christopher, Jack, aka Jack Houston, yes. was in Jurassic World and Wonder Woman. Also, among many, many, many other things. Really? He's like, yeah, they're like leveling up their casting game with this one. <laughs> he's been in several other Hallmarks, though. He's yes. Not yes. It's not just he's stunt in, casting, but. No, he's been in all kinds of stuff. And I also would say it was like good casting. It's just interesting yeah. that mm -hmm. these people are, they're good. They've been, mm -hmm. they've they're been around. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I also just learned that you watch Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paige. I love Star Trek. I, I don't watch it in front of you the, the same way I don't hiccup in front of you. Oh, <laughs> Same reason. Same yeah. reason. Adam's a big, big Star Trek fan too. And uh, really um, earnestly tried to make me watch with him in Poland. Oh my goodness. You know who else is? Emily. I'm, no, she's not. That's yeah. not true. That's it's a show for like good, kind people. Oh really. mm. All right. Well, moving right along. That explains it. Like his purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I'm sure it's one of those things that if I watched it, it would be great. Um, but I won't. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I can see it too. It's just, yeah. it's like something uh, for people who are fans tend to be longtime fans. They really, really, really know the lore inside and out. Yeah, I'm also going to watch 25 seasons of something. I'm just and not. it's about philosophy, and it's about bettering the human race. So it's people like that's what it aligns with. Mm, yeah, it doesn't resonate I mean, with me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she <laughs> Lucy does meet the writer on set and helps him at oh, one that's point. that's the shining scene. Yeah, she counsels him. About his wife who's pissed off that he's there. I don't know oh, why he yeah. didn't just bring his wife. And it really didn't matter much. But, I mean, you know, it was basically, I, I got to say. Yeah, it was mm. more there more than there is anything about plot to talk about now. It was just like for a while in the middle of the movie, we really just sank into the atmosphere. Got that it was, you know, there is a conundrum. She is a time traveler. She's falling for this guy. The hourglass is broken. She does know the hourglass was repaired in the future, but then you've got that, you know, with our, uh, we can only conceive of time in a linear way when you come right down to it. So it does become yeah. a brain teaser. Yeah. But, um, but basically, yeah, that just, I mean, it, we, do we have anything to say before we get to the end where poor nameless best friend is frantically trying to distract James Lipton and make him show her around because she's trying to keep, basically keep the, uh, the portal open until Lucy gets back. Not really. I think that it was just like she, in the meantime, Lucy is trying to like, she's trying to get back. She's discovering that the hourglass is repaired. And so she has like two seconds before um, she, like she meets, she finds out that the hourglass is repaired. And then she sees this little boy eating peppermints. And that's when the Chekhov's peppermints yes. are finally fired. 
<laughs> and then she's like, yeah, that's young Michael. And, she's like, oh, Michael. and then they're like, cause like Michael's being reprimanded by his mother. And she's like, your grandfather's here. And she's like, that means your grandfather is, she's like, Howard, Howard's here. <laughs> and that's like Howard Balaban. She's like, oh no, I'm caught. I'm found out. And then the hourglass is repaired. And so then she has like two seconds to warn Jack that he is going to die in a minute. Mm-hmm. And so, but alas, she can't, can't do can't it. Can't get the damn words out. She can't just simply say, Hey, be careful on Christmas in one year, just one year. Be careful. Cause you're going to die. And then just leave him to figure that out. I don't know that he needed to know that. Well, though, too, no, so, so that's the thing. That's what Richie and I were talking about when we were watching it, because it was just like, well, to be fair, you imagine if somebody t- hastily told you that before, you know, you just scream inside for a year. How? And be like, what if the reason I die is because I stay inside? Ah! Like yeah. everything about it. But so then she's like, but, but instead she's just like, she's running up the stairs because people are chasing her and she's like trying to get out. And she's just like, Jack, it's very much the door and the Jack and the letting go of Jack. Like it's, it's just more like Jack dies because you don't even fucking try. It's just, I'll like, never let you go. Jack. Yeah. Let's go of Jack's. Hands. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I, Jack, you're going to die in a year, but I don't tell you. And like, you die because I can barely get the words out. And I don't tell you like, So she just goes and she just like doesn't tell him and it's kind of fine. And then, yeah, like this nameless best friend is running around at the Biltmore like, um, James Lipton, just don't. Oh, no. And then and then she comes back to her time and uh, she does, you know, by this point, she has discovered that 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 basically that ending that Jack wanted is the same ending that she wanted and blah, blah, blah. That's all harmonious and. Um, so then she comes back to her time and it's very sad because she, you know, she fell in love with him. And after leaving him, she also had left him on the dance floor. I also noted during the dance floor scene, the tacky over decorated 1950s trees that are covered in too much tinsel. And yeah, I kind of love them. <laughs> they're horribly <laughs> ugly, but I sort of just think they're amazing. <laughs> well, Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they look like the, like, they, they just look, I mean, I feel like they look like old Christmas decoration greeting card kind of Christmas card things. And I don't know, for that reason, I love them. But I feel like out of that context, that I would mm-hmm. just look like I got, my house got toilet papered. So I won't do it. <laughs> so don't worry, Richie. It's not going to happen. But I just wanted no, to say I'm, that I I'm in. I liked it. I, I didn't right, say well, anything I'm negative. Do it. So then she comes back and then she just and then it like cuts to a year later and then she's shooting the movie and mm-hmm. then it's cute because it's got other Hallmark stars, including Wes. Yeah. Wes Brown from Hall Out the Holly. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the actress's name that he was with, but she's also Rachel Boston. OK, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Doesn't even ring a bell. Internet but boy um, over here. Hallmark hits. Yeah. Beloved. How did you do that? How did you? I don't even know. <laughs> He's how, got IMDb open. I know, but it does. But how he managed to look that up in the abstract is confusing to me because I don't know how he manages to look things up. Because how did He's he look Richie. up the person who plays the person at the end who is who is nameless? Well, I have exactly. a scene. I have that scene up, and then I have a Reddit thread of a live viewing what? of people talking about the movie while they were watching it, and then I also have the IMDb open, so I triangulated her. That is insane. Lordy. This is what I'm saying. The way he looks things up on the internet is insane. I love it, though. It's really, it's quality talent. 
so but they have yeah. a scene that's kind of too long it's like it's kind of a too long scene <laughs> like the fake movie scene in the scene at the end mm -hmm. like did it mirror a scene from his merry wife from the old version that we saw because i might no, have and just it should missed have. it yeah yeah maybe i missed have. that it maybe it scene. did it, I don't unless I then we it all too. missed it. I, it should have been the scene that we saw out out outside when yeah. he suddenly sees her and she and then the ghost and the ghost manager angel says, "Wait, she can see." She he says, "You can wait. She can see me." And he says, "Only for a moment." And then he says, "I want you to be happy." But blah, blah, blah. it should have been that scene, but instead it's not. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a ringer tea for some reason. And then she is like, uh, she goes out and it's like, I'll see you at the rap party. And then she, it's the hourglass is brought back for just a minute. And then she's like, goodbye, Jack. I'll never <laughs> let go. And then she lays it on his thigh. It's laid on his side and whatever. And then, yeah, that's when James Lipton says, I know you have history. And it's like, what the hell do you know? What is yeah. your, how, how deep does your historian knowledge go? And then it was a clear implication, but we didn't get the satisfaction of any kind of all it would have taken mm -hmm. was an acknowledgement that he had seen the movie. I've been there, too. He could have just said, I've been there, too. Yes, exactly. I was going to say that and or an acknowledgement that he had seen the movie and seen that she played the cigarette girl in it. Uh huh. Yeah. But also everyone that was a cute have. scene, by the way. Yeah, it what? was. A, it was a cute scene. But also every person on earth could have seen that scene and known that she was in it and would have, yeah. seen, especially a fan of the film, would have seen the movie and been like, holy shit, you're in this the movie. I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just an idea. But maybe maybe also it changed after she time traveled. So who knows? Well, they that is implied because then Nameless Best Friend goes to the movie theater. And sees it. And is watching it. Right. And then she's wait she knows what scene it's going to be. And then she's just laughs when she does well and so we'll get to it in the how would you fix it because that i think most of this commentary about the movie most of the like how you fix it actually comes to the after because it gets confusing but so mm -hmm. then i was very moved by the end of the movie because we're because i was kind of like at the end i was kind of like okay but what the fuck so like he just dies like how are we really not gonna rack, wrap up the problem that he fucking just dies young and she didn't save him and she didn't say anything so then she finished it like it's after the movie wraps and all this. And then she like walks out in front of the Biltmore and then she turns around after hearing her name called and then it's Jack Houston and she goes, how are you here? And then mm -hmm. he says, I tried to turn that hourglass a million times, but then I remembered something you said, December, Dece December, December 24th, why can't I say? Christmas Eve, 1948. Yeah. And that and then he, like and then it's like it all comes together like but they said that you died and he said that was just a story we planted and uh -huh. then she was just like so now you just stay here and he's like well that's up to you and so then the yeah. whole reason that it seems like he died young is because he time traveled to go be with her because he loves her he went back to the future yes which she did make a delorean joke earlier in the movie yes she did but it was um it was, it was, I, I just felt bad that, I mean, okay, now this poor guy's stuck in 2023. I know, what a like, fucking ugh. lame, what a disappointment that will be. Um, but the thing is, is that, uh, <laughs> but the problem is, so like that, and that was very cute. And I was like, oh, that's so romantic. That's really cute. And like, 
Oh my gosh. Like imagine if you really loved him, which I don't know, there wasn't quite enough like her just like really like, I don't know. She seemed a little like well adjusted. Yes. But didn't feel like, I don't know these movies. I don't know. They're either really dumb about the guys or they're just sort of too cool about them. And she didn't Mm -hmm. seem like, Oh my God. Like I just, Oh God. Like I just love this guy. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm so like head over heels for him. She didn't seem like that about him. So it didn't, it kind of just seemed like, how are you here? It didn't seem like, Oh my God, this would be just gut wrenching, like core splittingly, just the best thing that has ever happened to her. You know, it didn't seem like that. So it kind of just seemed like, Wow. Like, I don't know. So I don't know. But I mean, I'm just imagining this ending if you were so deeply in love with this person and you were Uh deeply devastated by the fact that you have an impossible love story Mm -hmm. and then it didn't seem impossible anymore. And Mm -hmm. that was a pretty satisfying ending in that circumstance. And that was that Mm -hmm. was pretty good. In that sense, I agree. But I mean, I was a little distracted just by, you know, like the knowing the scenes that follow. A coffee is how much? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it would have been it would have been maybe a little bit more fun for her to decide she's got nothing to lose by traveling back in time. But of course, we already know that she's not above stealing material. So she's gone back in time and written. If you could go back in time and write a movie. And claim it as your own. What would you pick, Richie? Mm. Either, yeah, both of you. It's it kind of reminds me of the premise of yesterday too. I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I wait wait, so I have to like lie and pretend I wrote something, or like for my benefit, a book, a song, or a movie. Yeah, if you could just go back and be like, yeah, I I'm. I've got a great idea for a remove the ethics. Pretend it won't exist unless you do it. Exactly. Or exactly. For, just for fun. Exactly. Remember, I started this episode by saying he's so bad at hypotheticals. Yeah, but this is a hypothetical where you're like stealing. You're like stealing intellectual property. Speaking no, of. oh my god. Oh. Um, okay. I said remove the ethics. Pretend I know. I know. Do it unless you do it. Okay. So like, um, or direct. Like maybe it's not writing for you. It's it's yeah. like film. Make a movie. I mean, Back to the Future would be pretty. F- pretty super cool um speaking of time travel that'd be a good one you know what would be a good one too is if you had written the song call me maybe (laughs) it changed the world (laughs) yeah it sure made it into a lot of pop culture references it's unforgettable in every way I would like to, if I could go back in time, I would like to write the uh, the bishop's wife. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Paige? Book or movie or whatever, or pick pick book or movie story. I mean, I would do Harry Potter. Oh, jeez. All right, yeah. I n- not yeah. just because of the billionaire empire that was built him on it, and not just because <laughs> I wouldn't say any of the fucked up shit she said. <laughs> And not just I could J.K. Rowling better than J.K. Rowling. Yeah, can. and not just because I could write it from memory, but because I would really enjoy. <laughs> I, I would really enjoy writing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I would actually just like enjoy reweaving the world of. It wouldn't just mm-hmm. be like a slog to be like, oh god, what, what is it? 
Because that was something I kept thinking as much as I like I the Beatles are my favorite band. But when we were watching yesterday, I was like, oh, God, I would just be sitting here fucking kicking myself trying to remember. But like <laughs> the the but Harry Potter. Happy birthday. I almost said <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter to, to reweave that in from memory would be fun. Yeah. Um, but to do a movie. I don't know. It would probably be something fucking like Gone Girl. <laughs> so yeah, it would, yeah, it wouldn't be. Bad. It wouldn't. It maybe wouldn't be something as delightful. Yeah, if I could do a book, it would be The Shell Seekers. Mm. Really, not not a hit. Uh uh-uh. oh. Oh God, that thing was a major, 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 major bestseller. Really? Major, major, major bestseller. We should make a movie out it's of been, it. It's been it. They've done it twice. Oh, well, we should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> or read it. I still haven't read it. Um, you need to read it. It's lovely, beautiful movie. Um, so okay. So how would you fix this movie if if you would? Um, I, I think it, I thought it was pretty good. So I'm definitely not saying, well, hey, I can make you know make this into something really good because I thought it was really mm-hmm. good. I would have um, probably tried to make the plot of the fake movie. A little bit more clear and more of a parallel mm-hmm. um, yeah. so that it had its own um, bit of suspense. Yeah. So I think I would have I would have liked to have understood. And I think that would have made I don't know, there would have been a good symmetry to that that would have would have in, informed the the whole plot. Mm-hmm. So that I, you know, yeah. I because I, 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 we just. We just d- described it, you know, and we and we said, and then there's a lot of, you know, atmosphere and time travel-y stuff for a while until she goes back. Mm-hmm. So it, we weren't following like a really, really strong line of plot. Yeah. So that's what I would I would probably say that I- anything, any the, any come up with anything, just have some sort of tight little plot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Richie? I don't know. I was thinking about. Do you send her to the past at the end, right? Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, like, it's kind of a bummer, right? That he ends up in 2023. So it's like, what's the next scene? Like you mentioned. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but that being said, it was set up so that she kind of has this cool life and this cool opportunity to do this cool thing. And she is invested and she wants to be in this time. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. came to her like the puppy you or the cat you let out and then comes back to you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe they could have, maybe I missed this. Maybe I like zoned out, but maybe he could have made his issues with his family and his career and his time period more bad and apparent so that he wanted to leave that time because he yeah. faked yeah. his death. So yeah. that's like kind of, kind of intense. Like what? And then the, we, who is the we? We put some papers, some articles. Yeah, like who? Uh, yeah. You and who? I had that I question. It was I watched team. it twice. And yeah, but his team is like, yeah. oh, you're gonna interdimensional. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like okay. And that yeah. never leaked. That never. No story ever got out. No. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. No memoir. Was ever, like, yeah. They were like, sure, Jack. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. That could have been interesting. Yeah, your time traveling. See, that's that's that is a very different thing, but that 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 was that sparked something right there. Wouldn't that be interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then yeah, I guess so. It's something like maybe clarifying why the hell he like gave up on his entire life and essentially like 
did time travel, death by time travel. And yep. that's, I guess that's, that's it. But also maybe there's a world where is there a sequel where it starts when this one ends mm. and it's like, Oh, maybe and so. Sino man or blast from the past where he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, now he's here and he doesn't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know. That would be fun. Yeah. I think that that's, <laughs> they could, I don't know, I, because the thing is that also the other, th- there's so many things about him being here. It's not just like, oh my God, you know, like what a fucking mess of a time this is. But he um, also, what, what, is he arriving like with all of $31 in his pocket? <laughs> and I mean, she's going to have to like, yeah. don't worry, baby, I've got us for the first year. Yeah. Well, I find work. Here's my thirty-one dollars. You know, she's to, gonna obviously have to 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 support him. Yeah. It's easier to get an identity <laughs> and to get in all that back then. You can just kind of draw on a piece of paper and say, "I'm I'm Jane," and there there you have an identity. He. Yeah. I keep hearing Jack singing, "I want a responsibility." For yes, Christmas. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he like um, shows up and he's like. Oh, don't worry, baby. I got my whole life savings. We can live on this for years. It's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, where do we live? Yeah. yeah. Um. Mm. So my fix for this is pretty small. I think that I, it's like two major things, but they're small. I think that one is just an actor's note, which is act like you guys are fucking head over heels for each other yeah instant chemistry act like the second you lock eyes with each other nothing else exists like from the second that you realize that he's jack houston and the second you see her don't just like oh well i should be i'm jack houston after all don't just do that be i well i should be i i am him after all i i'm uh, who are you like give it that moment of just like exactly and then have her keep looking back at him or looking for him you know like like, yeah not only are you jack houston but I'm really attracted to you like on a soul level. Like, whoa, like I'm having a moment. Like not only. Yeah, it's not just it's your not obviously. Just, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. also it's and then she can be having the like, God, am I like, is it is it just what it is to be around someone with true star power or mm-hmm. is he am I having something much deeper than that? Like, mm-hmm. is this what it is to be around the golden age of celebrity or is mm-hmm. this true love? And like, you know, and then just top to bottom of this movie, make it just soulmates. Like, Mm -hmm. just tell these actors to act like soulmates for the entire movie before Mm -hmm. they even know each other. And Mm -hmm. I think that that would have done a lot of heavy lifting because by the end, I think that it should have felt like a huge payoff. Otherwise, she kind of just seems like a harried writer the whole time who's like trying to get the story. And he's sort of an afterthought. He like her attitude just kind of that's what it seems like. It seems like her priority really seems like the script. It doesn't seem like it's him. So I think that but I think she's a good actress and I think that the script is good. And I think everything about this movie is good. I think that it's just it's just about like tilting her head towards him and saying, no, no, stop looking over there. Look at him. And I think that it's just kind of that. And then I think the other thing is that I think that we really needed a satisfying um, subplot with the nameless best friend. I think that Mm -hmm. we could have gotten an establishment with her early on with her, like while they're, you know, establishing things, maybe she's helping her get dressed and, and like helping her be like, how do you know so much about period clothing, by the way? I don't know anything about getting the hair right or anything. She's like, oh, well, 
actually, I just, I love this time period, you know, maybe something like I was saying about myself, like I, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, I, I was just raised on this. Like, you know, I've just never felt at home in this time. I, I swear I'm in the wrong time period. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and like, you know, sometimes I feel like I, I time, tra- I time traveled myself. Like I, I, I just have trouble connecting with people and, you know, and I just watch these movies all the time and, you know, yeah. and make it seem like she just really isn't, is a fish out of water. And then at the end, you know, somehow, I don't know how, you know, I'm not in a brainstorming session, but mm-hmm. somehow send her back, send the nameless mm-hmm. best friend back in time. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Just send her back and break the hourglass, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we know that the loop has ended. <gasps> oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Send her back and and break the hourglass. So well, that now we- you're here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it ends. And then we know there's going to be another one next year. Or mm-hmm. no, send send her back and break the hourglass so that we know that there isn't. They're probably wanting to just like get as much money out of this as possible. But send her back, <laughs> break the hourglass so that we know he can't get sent back. Because that's actually right. something you need if you're going to have an outlander situation or like if you're going to have mm-hmm. time travel, if you're going to have someone out of time, you mm-hmm. need to break the you need to break the portal so that you don't fear them. You don't fear losing them. Mm-hmm. So if I were to have a, a, a long lost love come into my time, I would be like, break that portal now so that you yeah. don't leave me. Like, so yeah, she should send her back some way and then like, and then break the portal and sending yeah. her back and having her just like be sent off on her own and having one like little epilogue with her, like happy in that life would have just like, that would have brought me to tears way more than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paige that you saying that they should have seemed like a, like a click up more, more in love with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that that also points out that to me, something else I think that you're kind of aiming at, which is that that would help us forget that if at the end of this film, after this film ended, if they broke up, they would be in a really weird situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which would also be its own amazing movie because it's like, okay, well, uh, so how do we do this? And they're like, well, I'll just. Good thing we didn't break that hourglass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just go back to the Biltmore or the Smithsonian. More like your glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that actually was, yeah, one of my, one of my fake, one of my names, my alternate names was Hourglass. (laughs) Hourglass one, back to the future because there'd have to be two. (laughs) Uh, do you you want to know my other title my other alternate title yes his wonderful life with an exclamation point (laughs) jeez that's good yeah I love that that's what I got so did you like this movie I liked it I liked it yeah there you go I liked it too (laughs) (laughs) that's nice yeah, and I'll put it on again, you know? I, I guess I get I think that I I'm not saying, oh, I loved it. Because 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 of that, you know, a little bit of a plot inconsistency. Not so much, you know, that the time travel was like illogical and drove me nuts. I just wish it was just a little bit more compelling. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful and it had the the right tones. It was just warmly lit and yeah, it just it had the right amber sort of it was just warm versus cool tones. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's in my top five, you know, this year. Oh, one million percent. I can't even. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of for sure, <laughs> I think that brings us to our Instagrams. Uh, nameless best friends. You can find us there. And I'll link everybody's stuff there. And if I also have two book suggestions. And mommy, if you have more. But if you liked this and you want something, I mean, obviously Outlander will come to mind. But like uh, two books that I love. When I was a teenager, I was obsessed with time travel romance. And I read it all the time. Because again, I was consuming a lot of out of time media in general. <laughs> so mm-hmm. reading stuff that was about people who were out of time was great. Um, so A Knight in Shining Armor by uh, Judith uh, O'Brien. No. Right? Or is it Jude, Jude Devereaux. Devereaux? I always mix them up. But you did love Judith O'Brien. I did. I always mix them up. A Knight in Shining Armor by Jude Devereaux and Rhapsody in Time. And that's, is that Judith O'Brien? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so those two just come to mind. I have not read them in a very long time. So I, ha- I you know. I don't know if there's something fucked up. You in it. got Just, that from me. Yes, you recommended them. I'm not pretending to have written them or be the first person to like them. They're just what came to mind. You didn't think to suggest them. <laughs> it's not know. a it's not a hypothetical about which book would you pretend you have written. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any suggestions, mommy, of something if they like this? Yeah. Um, uh Elaine Fox. Oh, yes, your sister. My aunt. My sister and your aunt wrote a book called uh, Traveler, which was very good about a Civil War traveler. It does go back and forth in time. Excellent, excellent book. I you love can all find of her it. Books. Yeah. Um, Judith O'Brien actually wrote more than one time travel, and I don't remember. Asher's Bride? Was that one of them? Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and also the, the, the big one for me, which I don't think you've read and you need to, was Green Darkness by Anya Seaton. I have not read that. I think it was written in the 60s. I might have read it back then, actually, but... Oh, yeah, so good. It's really, 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 really good. It's not like... Knight in Shining Armor is very romantic and you don't, um, you know, think much about guillotines while you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas... Um, you know, uh, Green Darkness is decidedly darker. I mentioned guillotines. I don't honestly know if there was a guillotine <laughs> in it, but you know, it was just, it was not uh, written to be a, a romance per se. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. That was that great would... though. Mm-hmm. Richie, do you have? And of course, wait, there's just one more mm-hmm. and I'm not joking. Um, a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court by uh, mm. Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, very funny, especially since he takes advantage of the, in just kind of the way I was I was talking about stealing intellectual property, but he uh, he takes advantage of things yeah. like his uh, scientific knowledge and stuff to 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 wow the um the people of the past. Yeah. So Richie, what about you? Do you have any time travel movies or anything? I, I feel like it's, I don't have a. I have two, but I wish they were one movie. Um, <laughs> Scrooge, I think, because there's a little bit of reflection. There's some time travel. There's some Christmassiness, but it's not mm-hmm. a time travel romance. But That's so, okay. but it, but a time travel romance that I think could could get people there is the Terminator, the first Terminator. <laughs> It's a time travel romance. It's got love. It's got horror. It's got action. But it's not set during Christmas. No. I thought he was going to go to Kate and Leopold. What a fool I am. No. 
But uh, <laughs> I think I want to watch that again. Or Somewhere in Time, my God, uh, with Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve. In Mackinac Island. I haven't Mackinac. seen that. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I haven't seen it, it since I was, I haven't seen it since I was oh, like 13. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. Maybe it's a Patreon. Mm. Yeah, that would be good for that. I'd love to watch that. All right. Oh, well, Richie's back on it for the Patreon. Wee, we just made him commit. Right. Well, that's not a hallmark, though. That's no. It's, I'm it's glad. I'm delighted that it's he a is. But it's, it's not a hallmark. It doesn't need to be a hallmark. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying it's not. It, it, what would be really shocking is if Richie had just volunteered to watch another. Right. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> exactly. My point. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Okay, bye. Thanks for having me. Say hi, everybody. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.